three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Do we go on one or do we go after one? And a one and a two and a no, five, wait, that... six, seven, eight. <laughs> Classic. Classic uh, stuff. Giants versus the Rangers. How about that? What do you think about that? I think it's horrible. Why do you think it's horrible? Well, I think it's horrible. I just think it's horrible. Who who are the Rangers? What is that? They're a team that's been in the league for 50 years and has never made it to the World Series. I, I've never heard of them. Who are they? Who plays well, for the Rangers? Name I, some Rangers. Uh, Elvis Andrews. Okay. Vladimir Guerrero. I thought he was a, an expo. Cliff Lee. Cliff Lee? He's been on like five teams in the last two years. Yeah. What is up with that? Uh, he just signs with somebody and then they trade him to a World Series team. It's very odd. Uh, I, I'm, I think it's fun. I, I'm not a, obviously I'm not a big Giants fan, but I have friends who are Giants fans. And if, if the Giants finally win for San Francisco, then they'll be happy. And that'll be, that'll make me somewhat happy, I guess. Somewhat happy, you guess? In a way. What way? In a way that I like my friends and I like to see them happy. Uh, it doesn't really do anything for me for the Giants to win. Just kind of irritating. But you're able to find sort of life karma happiness for your friends being happy? Yeah. That's really wholesome of you. Well, you know, I have good friends who are from the San Francisco area. So what can I do? What can I say? Well, that's awesome. Tyler Hinman's from the San Francisco area. He's he, a Braves he, fan. Yeah, what the? I don't understand. No, so he's he's been out of it for a while already. I guess so. The Braves were in the playoffs, though, which is a little bit better than the Dodgers. So great adventure. Yeah, we went to Great Adventure last week. Once again, thank you to Jeffrey Schwartz of the Jets for giving us uh, your free, your, his free tickets. Yeah, it was uh, fantastic. We were able, with that money that we saved, we were able to get a uh, flash pass. Yes, we and got a flash pass, so we got to cut ahead in line. It was great. I don't think we waited for more than five minutes for any any ride. It was no, uh, very cool. It was uh, fantastic. And each of us got sick at one point during the day, didn't we? I don't think Tony did. I think no, Tony, Tony didn't get sick. That's Tony true. Tony was a champ. She, yeah, uh, she we, were all, we were all basically trying to keep up with Tony. That's right. Um, she, she went on all the rides. She didn't skip anything. Well, all the rides that we, we went on. Well, that's what I mean. Everything that we as a group went to, she went yeah. on every single one. And each of the rest of us skipped at least one. I tried to keep up as much as I could. I got five rides in and then I just was too nauseous. <laughs> too nauseous. I just couldn't. I was, I, and I was, I was truly disappointed because I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. But just, I just thought I was going to barf. Now, what, what were you looking forward to the most of everything about Great Adventure? Uh, besides the camaraderie of our friends and family. Well, yeah, you told me in the car on the way there the thing that you were most excited about. King Ka? No. Uh, not you King Ka? No, no. You rated you rated the 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 rolly oh, oh, posters oh, oh. at a ten, and something else at a fifteen. Well, I, I said this on the podcast last week. I want you to reiterate in case people skipped last week. My my terror level was at a ten, but yeah. my uh, anticipation of you being on the rides, seeing you on the rides, was at a fifteen. And did I live up to expectations? Yes. I, but not not completely. Only a hesitant yes. I you know you know you did. It's because I didn't scream. Is that why? No, no, I didn't think you were going to scream. I, I, I also I closed my eyes on some of them. I, I I think it was not your fault. I think everything got lowered because I I was not able to go on all the rides I wanted to. Oh, I see. I see. I think well, I'm just I'm mostly looking for for personal accolades here. No, that was you were great. I mean, we went That's on right. the first thing we did. We went on King to Ka. 
Yeah, we uh, started on the most freaky, crazy thing in the whole park. And it was freaky and crazy, but it was yeah. it was a tremendous amount of fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, but then the second one is what killed me, and that was the, the El Toro. Toro, Toro. That, that took out uh, Pickles. Oh, my God. And it took out you. Yeah, it gave me such a headache. Uh, and then uh, I lasted through Dark Knight, which was stupid, and then Batman yeah. took me out of the running. Yeah, but at that point, I, I gained a second wind, and I went on Superman after that. You did go on Superman. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. Superman was pretty cool. Yeah, but for me, for the last four hours, I was done. All right. Well, it, it was a good time. We, we ate a lot of crap food. Yes. And, uh, did we take some pictures? Do we take any pictures? Yeah, I, Tony has all the pictures. I, all right. I don't we'll know see if we are. can get a picture or two to put up on the, on the site. Uh, we had a great time. Yeah, it was awesome. Was go that, to Great Adventure. Well, not anymore because they're closed, but go next year. Well, they have. They were open for one more weekend. Okay, go go this weekend and then don't go anymore until next year. Yeah, it was fun. We had a good time. Okay. Well, good stuff. Okay, so episode one twenty two. This is fill me in. We talk about crossword puzzles sometimes. Uh, and what's coming up on the show? What do we have? We have a lot. We have viewer mail. We've got uh, some answers to uh, triple checked uh, crossword puzzles. We got uh, uh, some interesting news from the West Coast. Yes, indeed. Contest, Thunder Round, the whole thing. So okay. uh, we'll get to all of that right after the music. Crank up is, the gramophone. This week, we are going to be playing for you, Jag on a Hammer. Okay, so we should just get right to the viewer mail, yes? Do it. Jump in. Viewer mail, close the opening it up. Whoa! What? I I'm still a little shaken up by the king. Holy mackerel! What? So what do we do? Is it open? It's open. It's open. It is open. It's fine. It's totally my fault. Go, okay. Go for it. All right. First viewer mail comes to us from John Delphin, Vassar class of 1976. John says, featured on the best thing I ever ate on the Food Network, the Brooklyn Ice Cream Factory, just a few steps west of Grimaldi's. Now I have two cravings. Uh, yes, I've been to the Brooklyn Ice Cream Factory, and it is it is delicious. Is it? Yes. And uh, it's right near Grimaldi's, which is right all near right near Grimaldi's. where the ACPT happens. Yes, they make all their own ice cream. It's on a pier. It's uh, you get a nice view. We I've gotten there many times after going to Grimaldi's. Wow. So we're gonna we're gonna have to make a real trip of this. The ACPT happens in March, so it's a little later in the year. Maybe it'll be warmer, and we'll like ice cream. Yeah. Uh, I don't not, know. I'm so. not 100 percent sure they're open year round. Oh, okay. So maybe we won't. We'll have they, to look into that. They might be. They might not be. I don't know. Uh, so uh, thank you, John Delphin. Fantastic. Uh, next, your mail from Crosscan. Crosscan, north of the border. Yeah. He says, "Hey, if you're updating my POC page, which is Pantheon of Completists page, I am up to date. Single, not triple or tropple. Isn't it yeah. tropple? I thought it was tropple. I think it's tropple." Yeah. Just saying you guys are so much better in the same room. That is we true. Are, we are better in the same room. That's now, true. This week, we are now not in the same room. We are not in the same room. Although, if we're doing shows, you can look forward to, uh, in November, there should be a couple of shows back in the same room again. Yes. Uh, I have a little bit of time off around Thanksgiving and before that, and uh, I'll be back in New York City then. Yes. So that'll be good. Crosscan took some credit for the POC page. We should make sure... Uh, viewers understand it's been named after him that's oh, yes. why it's his poc page right it is it is the jeffrey crosscan krasnick pantheon of completists page yes absolutely and and it was sorely out of date but i have revised it in the last week so it should be sorely it should be fairly date. up to date. what's that sorely in date now it should be sorely in date yeah okay great great our next viewer mail is from d blackwell and it's actually specifically to ryan 
Dear Sir, Ryan, it appears that you are being played for a schmuck by your elitist pal who is at this moment enjoying a guffaw with the old boys at the faculty club. It is clear that you understand the concept of near miss at an instinctual level. Your grasp of the concept is firm, if not confident. The letter is an obvious plant designed to abet Brian's bullying. P.S. Are you familiar with The Truman Show? I, I feel like this D. Blackwell is smarter than I am, and he's talking about things in a way that I don't understand. I, I think, think that is that is all true, yes. I think he's he's on my side, though. I think he's on your side. He thinks that the Not the Dentist letter that we read last week was a plant. He thinks that I hired Not the Dentist to write something to support me. Well, I, I texted you about Near Miss, and you did not reply at all. You did? When? Like three day, three weeks ago, and your only reply was "Give money to my wife." That was oh, 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 on a G chat. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. I remember. Well, I was really kind of consumed. My wife uh, today—it's two days before the podcast comes out, but today is Sunday. She's in a walk uh, today to raise money for Alzheimer's research, uh -huh. and so she had just signed up on the on the site to start raising money, and so I was keen on letting friends know that this was happening. So I wasn't interested in near miss. I was more interested in helping Tony raise money. Fair enough. So, oh, well, there you have it. But uh, uh, are you familiar with the Truman Show? That's a good question. Uh, uh, yes. I don't know what it has to do with anything. Uh, I think it has to do with playing you for a sap. I think it has to do with plants, and I'm, I'm creating a reality in which you're the only one who doesn't know about it. Oh, okay. I, I, I think... I, I, I'm, you know what? I now understand what I feel about Near Miss, but this letter is how I felt about Near Miss last week. I, so I, is this is this then regression? Is that I, what we're I suffering guess so. From? I see the words. I know what most of the words mean. There's parentheses in there and whatnot. Yeah. But I don't get the, the the point of it. Really? So I think I think the point is that D. Blackwell thinks you're right and wanted to uh, make you feel better. But apparently he's not really succeeded no, in that. Not at all. So can I let me sum up what I think about near miss? Go ahead. Because I because at least I think it's it's interesting. Go ahead. Don't wait for me. I was waiting for you. Oh, then I say go ahead. Okay, good. What I think is that near miss, the word near is an adjective that describes the type of miss. Okay. So it's a miss that comes near. I see. So it's still a miss. Uh-huh. But it is a near miss. That's, okay. That's how I use it. I see. That's how I use it. Okay, that's great. I, I'm really, I, I'm really looking forward to hearing you use it over and over and over again in the years to come. Well, I no, I don't understand. Last week you were all about talking about this for, for 15, 20, 25 minutes, and now I've come up with with a, a, a I've thought about it all week. I've come up with what is a a legitimate, uh, uh, a logical explanation of my point, and all you can say is okay. Well, see, I do this sometimes to confuse you because now you're like you're way off center because you don't understand what I'm doing. So I continue to play you for right. a schmuck. Well, that's 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 what I that's how I feel. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. That is that is, if something like, like I like I said in the G chat that you ignored. If you're if you're if there's a cow, and it's yeah. near you. Yeah. It's a near cow. It's still a cow. Yeah. But it's just near to you. Interesting. So there you go. Uh, well, see, but okay, fine. Now I'm going to have to reply because now you're using near in two different ways. The first way you're using it to mean almost. The second way you're using it to mean close by. 
almost or almost or close by. If I'm yeah, but 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 a cow that's near you is not almost a cow. It's a hundred percent a cow. Right. This is like a miss is a hundred percent a miss. If if you threw a muffin at me. Oh, here we it, go with the throwing food again. And we it whizzes before. Is it whiz and it whizzes right past my chin? Yeah. You missed me, but you yes, I have. This nearly missed me. I I have completely missed you. But it's a near miss. I nearly hit you. No, yeah, you nearly hit me, but it's a yeah. near so, miss. So you're saying it's both a near hit and a near miss. But near miss hit muffin. isn't a word. Why not? Because it's not. I just said it. It's a near hit. Yeah, but that's the, but it's not a hit. But it's a near hit. It's but it's but it's not a hit. There, but but except that it is a near hit because I can't, it was. I, I can't accept. Why not? That. I nearly hit you. You nearly hit. Me. I that almost hit you. That if that muffin had been half hit. an inch. If that muffin had been half an inch closer, I would have hit you. That's a near hit. All right. I stand by what I say, and I stand away from what you say. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, moving on. Miguel. Miguel. We haven't heard from Miguel for a while. I've disappointed my mother, I know, but I have become a lurker. On the positive side, I am a completist. I would be happy to do a mathematical analysis of each Monday puzzle and post it every week. I don't know what the, uh, I don't know what anybody is talking about. Today. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, you're gonna have to edit something out because I have to cough. I'm fighting a cold. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, here's what I think he's. What talking. am I gonna have to edit out? The cough. Oh, okay. Uh, or leave it in. I don't care. Uh, I think what he's talking about is I posted on the comments from last week's podcast that I was encouraging any of our viewers to suggest ideas for things that could be added to our site since we've stopped doing the daily blog and alienated the likes of Nicole and Jared Hirsch and Joanna Ryan. Uh, we need something else going on here. And Miguel has now offered to do a mathematical analysis of Monday puzzles. Okay. I don't know what that is, but no, I think I that's what, what that he's offering. Either. I don't know what that is either. We got to get Miguel on the show. All right, let's do that. And you know what, Miguel, I'd say, yeah, let's do a mathematical analysis of Monday puzzles. Let's see if we can get you set up to write something for the site. Fantastic. Uh, Wait, wait, last, I mean, I, I think you put this later on in the show, but since you mentioned Nicole and Jared Hirsch, maybe we should just mention it now. Uh, I don't think we're telling tales out of school here because there was a, a, a sonogram picture up on Facebook, but uh, Nicole and Jared Hirsch having a baby. I know. They're having a baby. It says they, they, say, they say it's due May 22nd, 2011. Yes. So if you do the math, since we're also on the subject of math, What's nine months before May 22nd, 2011? Uh, August. Nine months before the middle of May is the middle of August 2010. And where were Nicole and Jared Hirsch in the middle of August 2010? I believe right here in Queens, New York. They were. They were attending Lollapazoola 3. So there you go. So I, I don't know. I think there's a connection here. I think there's a connection. There may, very well may be. I think you need to name the baby Lollapazoola. <laughs> that sounds good. I think that's the only appropriate way to go with this. Awesome. Uh, so, but but uh, our heartiest, heartiest, heartiest congratulations to uh, Nicole and Jared. Absolutely, that is awesome. You will be. I cannot. Uh, I cannot wait. I, I cannot wait to meet young Lollapazoola yes. at Lollapazoola Four. Yes, L H. Yeah, Lollapazoola Hirsch. Lollapazoola Hirsch. Oh, it just has such a nice ring to it. It does. It 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 triples off the tongue like a tropical completist. It does. It does. Yes. All right. Our final viewer mail. Our final viewer mail comes to us from Adam, our friend who does not work for NPR. Dear sirs, my last email included a datum in re-waffle irons, 
which you inexplicably chose not to read. In podcast 121, you repeated your earlier error by referring to the surface on which waffles are cooked as a griddle. The actual name, and this is something crossword aficionados should know, is grids. Indeed, much like a Sunday morning puzzle, the grids in waffle irons also cry out, fill me in, with batter, not with fill. P.S. Brian, why did you sound so far away on 121? Why did you sound so far away? I don't know. We were in the same room. I was closer than I've been in months. Uh, then I, we don't have an answer for that. No answer. I had waffles whatsoever. this morning. And did you cook them on grids? I guess so. I cooked them yeah. in a waffle iron. A waffle iron? I yeah. guess I've, I guess I, I maybe called it a griddle. That's what you cook pancakes on then, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why it's called a griddle. No? No, I don't. I, I don't either. Isn't it just the, I mean, why, why is anything called anything? It's just the word for it. Well, some things make sense. Really? Like, like an iron is, what? it was called why does an that iron because it was, it originally was made out of iron. Oh, I see. So it, it does make some sort of sense, but a griddle, I don't know. Griddle? What's a griddle? Uh, it's a thing you cook pancakes on. I know, but where, what's the origin? What's the origin of, of that word? Oh, I don't know. Does anybody know the etymology of griddle? Speaking love, of love speaking of origins out. of words, I'm reading a book called Home by Bill Bryson. Have you ever read a book by Bill Bryson? I think so. I he's think very, I read something he's by He's very Bill good. He, he does, did the short history of everything and a walk in yeah. the woods. He's, just, he's a historian, but it's, it's just brilliant. And this is all about stuff in the home. And he said that, that years and years and years ago, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, uh, in, in, a, in a lower class home, they didn't have a dining room table. They would, they would, they had these these boards, these wooden planks that they would have uh, uh, hooked up onto the wall. And when it was time to eat, they would take the plank down and they put it laid across their knees and they would eat off that. It's like a makeshift table. Uh -huh. That's where the phrase "room and board" comes from. Oh, interesting. That's so the room to sleep in and the board to pull down off the wall and eat upon. Eat. That's when you have when you have board. That means food and whatnot. Interesting. I yeah. had no idea. Neither did I. How about that? Read this book, Bill Bryson. All right. Bill. Home. It's called Home? Home, A Short History of Private Life, I believe. Okay. Yes. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'll put it on my reading list. Viewer mail, closing it up. So we, uh, we talked last time about triple-checked puzzles and uh, triple-checked letters in puzzles and wondered if such a thing existed. First, we argued about whether triple-checked meant... Uh, three crossings or four crossings as a connection to the triple Decker sandwich. Right. But uh, I think we decided that it works the same way as Decker's. Decker's is bread minus one. Uh, checked letters is number of words crossing at minus one. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, we wondered if such a thing existed in the world. And we found out from a couple of sources that in the L.A. Times, August 30th, 2007, Dan Nador had a puzzle with a triple checked center letter. There were four separate entries in this puzzle that went through that center square, two diagonal entries, one across and one down, not number one across, but a single across entry, a single down entry. And uh, it's, it was a really cool puzzle. Should we spoil the puzzle? I mean, it's three years old now. Then there's no spoiling. Uh, it's not spoiling. Okay. So the, the theme was cross-country trips, and uh, each of these four entries was one place to another place, and the T, it would say like, you know... I can't remember any of them now, but like Boston to Los Angeles and the T in the word two in the middle was common to all four of these entries. Well, there you go. Triple checked. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. So there you have it. 
it was triple check. Now, interestingly enough, we have another puzzle also by Dan Nader coming up in this week's Thunder Round that arguably has an octuple checked, well, I would say septuple checked section to it. Yeah, I, I, we'll have to get to it. I don't we'll have to get to it, but uh, there is, I think June Pock maybe suggested it was octuple checked. I'm going to argue it's septuple checked with eight entries crossing through it. Uh, so now the contest of then. The contest of then was from Peter Gordon, Commissioner Peter Gordon, sextuple, octuple, danuple. Oh, of... on the subject of that, on the, we'll, we'll get to that in the Thunder Round. There was an entry in a puzzle this week that I think can redefine part of Peter Gordon's title. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, so the contest of then was, what is the only four-letter verb, not, not, not my name, not, my name is not a verb. No, it's not. What is the only four-letter verb not ending in E whose past tense is formed by adding a D? It's a, four, it's a verb. Yeah, four-letter four, verb. It's four letters. It doesn't end in E. Right. And you make it, uh, you, you, you tense it in the past by, form, by just adding a D. So your explanation of the contest has just made it much more complicated. Yes, but, okay. the, but the contest is over, so it doesn't it is. matter. That's right. The, the, the answer is here, H-E-A-R, is made into herd, H-E-A-R-D. Uh, and the winner this week uh, is our dear friend, Amanda Yesnowitz, the unparalleled parallel verse engineer, a shining light to us all. Yes. Uh, Amanda won the contest with, I think, her shortest email ever. Which was what? It was the two words, here and heard. Well, there you go. That was it. Oh, no, there was a third word. I think she signed it. Plum. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, so three uh, words in that email. Brilliant. Uh, she, if anybody was going to win a contest, uh, I'm glad it is her. Yeah, Amanda, write to us and let us know, uh, uh, I don't know how you feel about winning the contest. You can't let us know what prize you want. I'm just going to mail you whatever I find in my living room. <laughs> so if it's a cat or... Uh, well, I don't box. have any cats here. Uh, in, in Syracuse, I have no cats. Not yet. Not yet. Soon. Not yet. But soon. So, uh, contest but of did you now. Say, did you but, just say bassoon? I said but soon. Oh, I thought you said bassoon. Yes, I have a bassoon in my living room. That's what I'm going to mail you, Amanda. Uh, you would have been very proud of me. I did a, a uh, improv, improvisational show yesterday. Uh-huh. And I had to name a bunch of instruments, and I came up with quite a few. Really? Yes. Did you come up with some that aren't really instruments? Uh, no, I came up with uh, viola or viola. Uh-huh. Uh, bassoon. Yeah. Flute. Yeah. Cello yeah. and piccolo. That's five instruments. That's that's impressive. Yeah, it was, right? That's very good. Uh, yes. Thank can you, you come up can you come up right now with five more? Sure. Go. Uh, of what of what variety? Musical instruments, go. Just any musical instruments? Musical instruments, go. Guitar. One. Uh, uh, sax, a phone. Two. Trumpet. Three. Trombone. Four. Tuba. Five. Very good. See? Very, very good. It's almost a full orchestra. Almost. Just need some snare drums and uh -huh. uh, some Tommies. Tommies? Yeah. What are Tommies? Tom-Tom drums. Oh, Tom-Tom drums. Yeah, Tommies. Oh, Tom-Tommies. Don't, don't, don't you call that? Don't you call them Tommies And when you're in the pit? Yes, that is exactly what we call them. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> every time. Every time <laughs> you need to call them out, that's what you call them. That is. Uh, we have a contest of now, a new contest of now. The contest of now is from Todd McKay. 
Todd McKay has said this. I have a puzzle for the two of you, which came to mind when you were talking about Stephen Sondheim in a recent podcast. The Sondheim musical Gypsy has been adapted and revived countless times over the years, often with a prominent actress in the role of Mama Rose. Rosalind Russell played Mama Rose in the 1962 film, and Patti Lapone had her turn as Rose in the 2008 Broadway revival. What unusual wordplay quality is shared by the names Rosalind Russell and Patti Lapone? The quality is perhaps made more interesting given the actress's association with a musical work called Gypsy. Scroll down for the answer. Interesting. I was at Gypsy once. Yes, you played, uh, who did you play? I Ottawa? Played, I played Yonkers. Oh, Yonkers. They're all named after cities. All the boys yes. in that show are named I, after cities. Uh, I, uh, yes, Tulsa's got the best role. Well, Tulsa has a whole song and a yeah, tap dance Yeah, because he's got a good song. Yeah, he's got, yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, I got my Tweed Pressed song. Yeah, that's the lyric from it, but I think the song is called All I Need Is The Girl. Is that got my Tweed, tweet Pressed? No, it's not called that, no. Hmm. I bet that was all I need is the girl. I bet that was the first title, and then when they came up with more lyrics, they said, "Oh, you know what? This is a better title." How much would you like to bet? I don't want to bet anything. You just said you bet that it was. Uh, I said I I no I said that in the past tense. I added a d. Did you not hear the d? I did not. It was bet. Oh, I see. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes I don't enunciate that very well. And did Uh, you win that? Did you win that bet? Um, I don't think I did. No, I don't think you did either. But I, I'm just I'm supposing that maybe that's how Stephen Sondheim works. Are you now? I'm supposing. Okay, you go ahead and. Sit I don't there. subscribe to the magazine. No, I, no, that that's okay. That's okay. But you go ahead and suppose all you like. All right, I will. Uh, so we had a correction from last week's thunder round. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're we're clearly we're idiots. Uh, we were wondering. Uh, was this the read between the lines by Jim Jim Hilger? Right. Uh, uh, there was uh, the word stay and there was the word read and it said uh, stay uh, and it's also literal and it means read between the lines. And we thought that the lines were the three black squares that were yeah. either side of stay and read. But there were actual uh, 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 words that 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 were describing lines above and below both of these words. So so stay above stay was Mason Dixon. And below stay was White Star, which are both lines. Right. Uh, and then Reed was uh, in between free throw and production. Right. Also two types of lines. This Neither of us picked up on this. Nope. Because we're, neither of us are bright. Right. Uh, so we apologize. It's a much more clever puzzle than we gave it credit for. Uh, and it's completely our fault. And we apologize to Jim Hilger. We apologize to the New York Times, Will Shorts, all of our listening public, and Garfield the cat. Sounds good to me. Okay. Look! On the horizon, it's a thunder god, and he's carrying eight different types of lines. All right. Thunder round of the week. It's a bonus day. It's an eight-day thunder round week. Eight days a week. That's right. Sunday, October 17th, by Patrick L. Blendito Blindauer. This puzzle was titled Figure of Speech, Figure of Speech, and scattered throughout the grid were answers that had the number eight replaced, uh, well, the number eight replaced the sound of the word eight. So we had the title of uh, 37 Across, suspenseful 1966 Broadway hit, Wait Until Dark, and the A-I-T of wait was replaced with the number eight in a single box. That crossed, of course, with Seven Down, Follow Too Closely, which was Tailgate. 
I totally didn't finish this puzzle. You didn't? I, I did finish this, although there were a couple of things I didn't understand. What is a gator? I think it's a goiter. Eight, 127 across, spat. The clue is spat. And the answer was G-8-E-R. I don't know. I think, I think it's a goiter. Well, I don't think so. Uh, but I don't. I don't know. This gator is a spat. Uh, so that I, I was lost. But I did speaking, get it. Speaking of this, I heard two uh, uh, women on the subway last week discussing this puzzle, and then they talked about Rex Parker. That interesting. Uh, what? What the hell? What do you mean? What did the you hell? did you set them straight? Did you say, "Excuse me, uh, if you're going to talk about crosswords, you should really listen to fill me in because we're a I, lot." I was better. kind of waiting for them to mention the podcast, but they never yeah. did. No. They just mention Rex Parker and how they get irritated when he says something is easy and they don't think it is easy. Isn't that irritating? It is irritating. I mean, not just when Rex Parker does it, but really when anyone does it. I just can't stand it when something I think is difficult, other people sort of ridicule its ease and it just makes me feel so stupid. Yeah. That I happens, hate that. Happens to me a lot. Ladies on the subway, I'm totally with you. There you go. Buzzer? Monday, August 18th, by Lynn Lempel. Uh, oh, yes, this has an error. This has an error. This does uh, have an error. It's true. Uh, it's, this was uh, talked about a lot in various uh, places. Uh, yep. Five Across uh, was Scarlet, whose final film words are, I'll never be hungry again. And the answer is O'Hara. Right. Those are not her final film words. Those are the No, words they're not. That come before there was her final words in the first part of the movie then there's right. an intermission gone with the wind had an intermission when it right. first came out yeah uh, the the final I, what were the final words the, frankly my dear i don't give a damn i don't think those were those were not i don't think those were the final words of the movie oh and she doesn't say them either no uh yeah what, I, I have no idea i've seen the movie once and i don't remember it uh but anyway it, it was this was a true actual error in the new york times uh, crossword puzzle yeah uh, i'm shocked Yes, so they should apologize also to Garfield. Somebody really should apologize to Garfield. He's waiting for your apology. Uh, other than that, the theme was fun. Uh, uh, things that were homes that are houses, place to live in, that are owned by famous people. Yeah, so uh, 18 Across was where Jody lives, and it was foster home. Right, uh, uh, where Sally lives is a field house. Yep. Uh, so you, you don't get the actual... Uh, specific address, so you can't visit these people. Yeah, that's frustrating because you I, know I do I like Jodie Foster. I, I think, do. I, I, she's good. Yes, but uh, you kind of get an idea of where they might be living. Tuesday, October nineteenth, by Fred Piscop, and uh, this uh, was a strange puzzle, and I didn't quite get it, but I sort of get it. Uh, you had phrases that normally are something or something, so make or break, love or money. And then they were turned into, instead of O-R, an E-R idea and, and turned into a different kind of phrase. So make or break became make or break, 17 across, seventh day in the Bible. Uh -huh. Make or break. Right. I guess that's the, the day on which God rested. So he's the maker and this is his break. I guess so. Is that what it is? I guess so. That sounds... And then like 60 across was lover money. And the clue was $10 bill enclosed in a Valentine card. Lover money. Seriously, who is putting money in a Valentine card? Yeah, that's not... That's really same. creepy, I think. That is. I've, I've never given my wife money for Valentine's Day. No. I, I buy her flowers, I buy her candy, uh, I take her to dinner, but I, I don't give her a card with a $10 bill in it. 
Uh, I mean, it should at least be a twenty. At least, what what can you get nowadays for ten dollars? Not much. Not much at all. No. No. Wednesday, October twentieth, by Finn Vigland. Finn Vigland. Debut puzzle for Finn Vigland. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a debut puzzle. Why do yeah. Why do I know the name? Why is the name familiar to me? Finn Vigland. Yes. I have no idea. I don't know. Either. It's not at all familiar to me. Sounds uh. Well, it's, it's it's foreign in multiple ways. It's foreign to me. I've never heard it, and it sounds like it's a foreign name. Wow, it is foreign in multiple ways. He has a yeah. picture where in which he is wearing a lei. Okay. Uh, and he has also tied a record. He has tied a record uh, for the most M's in a puzzle in the uh, shorts era. Really? Yes. There are oh, 15 M's. Wow. 15 M's. That's quite impressive. That is. It's a lot of M's. And that, that fits is. into the theme, of course. The theme, of course, being H&M, uh, yeah. Swedish-based international clothing giant. I didn't know they were Swedish-based. I didn't either. Is Finn Vigelin, is that a Swedish name? I don't That's... know. I, I'm inclined to think it's a Finnish name, but uh, only because his first name is Finn. Uh, I have no idea. I think we can agree that it is Nordic in some way. Probably. Yes. Uh, we have agreed on that. Mark. So H, H and M, but all the theme answers were two-word phrases that started with the letters H and M. Heavy metal, hotel Hakuna, manager, horse uh, man. Matata, yeah, a whole uh, bunch. Hakuna Matata, yes. And some down ones, too. Uh, hash marks and something in French. Halt What is it? Halt Okay, that sounds good. Right? I have never heard of uh, this sheer fabric at 28 down, Ninon. No, that that is nonsense. Is that a word? Ninon? No. I mean, a cross light told me I got this right. So, N I N O N. I think that is is the national fabric of Finland. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I've not been to Finland, so it's something they, I should. Everybody, everybody there, it, it covered head to toe in Ninon. Really? And can you buy the stuff at H and M? You can. You, I'm sure you can. I think you can buy it by the yard. Excellent. Very big spools of it. Nice. Yes. Thursday, October 21st, by Dan Nador. This is the potentially septuple-checked puzzle. Uh, this was really, really cool. There was a, a four by a two-by-two two, uh, black square, two, four black squares in the center of the puzzle that uh, separated a bunch of entries, and they were all part of the entries that they separated. So six down, uh, the clue was what a hammer may hit, and the, the letters you write in are just the word auction, but of course it leads into that black square, that big black square. It's auction block. Block. Seven down, author's bane, writer's block. And then you also had mental block, engine block, block parties, block diagram, block buster, and block letter. Uh, so eight different answers all shared this center block, uh, thus making it a septuple checked square. It's, yeah, well, there you go. That's uh, uh, brilliant. Yeah, very, very cool. Also, asymmetrical puzzle. This was an asymmetrical puzzle. It is. Uh, yeah, so that's also very interesting. like this puzzle. This is one of the, my favorite ones of the week. Yeah, very, very cool. It, it, might, it might be my only favorite one of the week. <laughs> well, I think you can really only have one favorite anyway. Well, then this is it. Friday, October 22nd, by Scott Atkinson. And uh, if his, by his picture, he looks a little bit like McLovin. Like who? McLovin from Superbad. Uh, I don't remember Superbad. Maybe you don't remember Superbad. I remember that. I saw it, but I couldn't tell you one thing that happens in it. McLovin. Okay. You can keep saying that over and over, but it's not going to mean anything more to me. 
Uh, but I think it might mean something to our listeners. Okay. If this means something to you when I do this, McLovin, please write in and tell us what it means to you. Yeah, again, by U.S. mail and just to Ryan's address. I, I don't really need to know. Uh, can you actually send it to my uh, foster home? That would be great. Send Thank it to you. his foster home. He'll be hanging out in the field house. Yes. Uh, so this was Friday puzzle. This was very difficult. I yeah. had to, I actually looked at this for a very, very long time. I got about four or five answers, pretty much gave up on it, then decided to come back to it. And then I solved it. I looked at it for maybe 20 minutes and I got eh, about three quarters of it. I did not get the lower left. Uh, and I did not get maybe one or two things in the upper left, but the rest of it I did get. And just... after 20 minutes I gave up. This was difficult, but they, it was I mean, extremely they're, difficult. They're just words that I had to just pull out of somewhere, like yeah. ex, ex urban, yeah, and manumit. See, I don't know what that is at all. Manumit. Well, I I know that 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 back in when when we had uh, slaves in in the United States, there was the manumission, uh, people who were into manumission, which okay. which I believe means to free slaves. All right. And and two down, the clue was let go. So manumit, I guess. Can you explain to me 31 across brand written about by Hawthorne, Ethan? Uh, I guess that's that there's a character named Ethan Brand. That's all I Oh, really? I figured it was about the Scarlet Letter. That's what I thought it was, too. But I figured that's what everybody thinks it was about. But yeah. Scarlet Letter doesn't fit in nope. there or Red A or nope. none of those things. Nope. Uh, I guess Ethan Brand is somebody. I've actually, never heard of him. I'm actually going to to Google that right now. Ethan okay. Brand. Ethan Brand. Uh, Ethan Brand. A chapter from an abortive romance is a short story by Nathaniel Hawthorne, first published in 1850. Interesting. There, never read it. Never heard of it. There is the answer. Uh, okay. All right then. I guess that's how that goes. Yes. No idea. So, the, very difficult. Couldn't finish it. I am uh, an idiot. Saturday, October 23rd by Will Nettiger. Speaking of me being an idiot, I got three answers in this and then stopped. Really? I, yep. I This one I didn't find to be terribly difficult. Yep. Could this, not get this. This one had possibly my favorite answer maybe this whole year. 23 across? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I figured you'd like that. Awesome. Yeah. And I, and I got it with maybe three crosses interesting 23 across like over dramatic spoken word versions of pop songs shatner-esque yep that is a fantastic answer uh, it's very good it's very good i i got maybe three things in this i got four down chat room annoyances trolls, trolls. Sure. i got uh, 53 across activity requiring three walls high ally uh-huh and uh maybe that was it high ally was the it. first one i put in what was highlight? Yeah, and then it then because oh, I and then I got Juno fifty three down. Yeah, I, knew, I knew Juno was yeah was fifty three down. So that, that, got, that, that was pretty much it for me, uh, and I stared at it for maybe twenty minutes, and then just thought, oh, enough is enough. This one took me about an hour and a half. Good for you. But uh, I thought this was much easier than Fridays. See, I found them both unsolvable. I liked uh, fifty six across uh, maximally kinky, and the answer maximally is maximally kinky. The answer is curliest. Oh, okay. Uh, I was I was thinking of something that you know might involve uh, you know things. You know, yeah. You know stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Juices yeah. and stuff like that. Okay, stop. 
Uh, and Woodshed. I don't understand Woodshed. Well, I don't know. What? I've already turned the page. Where's Woodshed? Woodshed is uh, 60 across. Place of discreet punishment. Woodshed. Yeah, I'm going to take you out to the Woodshed and beat you. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't sound very discreet. Well, okay. Sunday, October 24th by Brendan Emmett Quigley Down Under starring Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I., Blue Blood. Uh, this was Again, the Blue Blood. I don't think the Blue Blood thing works. I'm going to continue to say it. Just well, because here, something, here, something no, here's, here's the reason. Here's the reason why. Here's the reason. It, he's in a show called Blue Blood now. Uh-huh. Well, see, that's the thing. It, it It's a... The way that this nickname strings together, Magnum P.I. is not in a show called Blue Blood. Tom Selleck is. So it would have to be Brendan Emmett Quigley down under starring Tom Selleck, Blue Blood. If you want to connect to Magnum P.I., you have to do something that ends with I or with P.I. Uh, I'm just connecting it with a comma. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, how has that stopped me before? It hasn't. There you go. This I did not finish. This I, I did finish it. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Brendan M. McQuigley, I love Brendan M. McQuigley. Do not get me wrong. His brain works in a different way than my brain. Absolutely. I look at his puzzles and they could be in a completely different language and I would have just as much trouble or just as little trouble. I just, I don't connect with his puzzles. I don't either. I have a really hard time with some of them and this one was no exception, although I did finish it. Well, you're brilliant. I mean, no, I, I, not at all. I, I don't get what risk. I don't get the theme. I okay, so risky. The theme is risky business, and each of the theme entries is a pun that takes something that some phrase that we already know and makes it about some something that has to do with gambling, which is risky. Oh. Uh, so twenty two across was a London based place to play the ponies, right. okay. and the answer is OTB in England. Right. Of that course, there's got. yeah. So OTB is off track betting. Then we had 30 across J.D. Salinger's character. J.D. Salinger character's favorite game is Hold'em Caulfield. Hold'em like Texas Hold'em. Right. But, of course, Hold'em Caulfield is from Catcher in the Rye. Uh, 71 across, relative of a bingo caller, is a Kino speaker. Mm -hmm. Kino being uh, some kind of numbers game, but instead of keynote speaker. Right. So... So that was the idea. And each of these, Bert Baccarat, uh, sorry, Bert Baccarat is a, that Baccarat is a card game. Uh-huh. Uh, then the last one, I, I didn't, I don't understand and I don't really like. 118 across, pot with a pile of chips is a steak platter. Now I get it, but w- what is a steak platter? Yeah, I don't know. Like in real life, what is a steak, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be like a meal, I imagine, but you don't get a steak platter. You get like, you know, the fried clam platter or something, but steak is a dinner. What about at the Sizzler? That's not steak. That's sautéed meat. When was the last time you were at the Sizzler? I probably last ate at a Sizzler in like 1987. <laughs> I think I don't think anybody's eaten at a Sizzler. Do they even still exist? Yeah, I think there's oh, one they in do? Queens. Well, there used to be one uh, near my house when I was in high school. Uh, there was a Sizzler, and then later it turned into a Chili's. Uh, so, and that was the only Sizzler I think I've ever been to was that one. So once it turned into a Chili's, there was no more Sizzler for me. Oh my God. My dad loved the Sizzler. Yeah. He would eat at the Sizzler all the time until he got horrible food poisoning from it. Oh yeah. That'll really turn you off from eating somewhere. I, I can't eat Hot Pockets anymore because I, I got sick off of them once. <laughs> That's it. I'm done with Hot Pockets. Do you eat Lean Pockets? Uh, I've tried them once, but I, I, they, they are pretty flavor free. <laughs> yeah. They... So. 
So, no. there, yeah, the 100-27 Metropolitan Avenue, Forest Hills, New York, uh, three miles away from Jackson Heights, there is a Sizzler. All right, we're going. Why we're not? Going. In, in November, we're going. When I come back to New York, we're going. Can somebody explain to me in this Brendan Emmett Quigley puzzle, 114 across is split personality, question mark, and the answer is Croatian. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't get this. Split personality. Is a Croatian. Uh, I don't get that. Should there be an apostrophe somewhere? Maybe. Maybe, uh, maybe after the T. I, yeah, maybe I, don't, I, I don't understand that answer at all. Brendan, if you're listening, please tell us about this. And, uh, and Brendan, uh, we love you. We you're, do. You're, you're brilliant. You're awesome. You're brilliant. And you have great puzzles. I just, I just don't – I just have so much trouble with them. Yeah. I, I got off to a slow start with this one because the first theme entry I got was OTB in England. So I thought the, the initials were going to be part of this thing. Did you think it was going to be the OTB triple? Uh, no, but it did make me think about the OTB triple. Did it? And yearn for those days in Vernon, Connecticut. What is, what is the – is it what is 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 yearn the past tense of year uh it is not okay it is not but if we did have a contest where what four letter word uh becomes a completely different word when you add an n to it uh and it's sort of like a previous contest then maybe the answer would be year and yearn well, that's a good. We should save that. We should. Let's. Oh, so don't answer that one this All week. All right. Let's keep. Let's, let's keep that discreetly in the woodshed. We will. <laughs> oh, I'm coughing again now. You just stayed out because I'm about to have a horrible cough again. All right.